welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm here on a rainy afternoon with my best bud, Al. Hi. It's Wayne. Wayne. You did that intro like it was nothing, like it's, it was old hat. It is it is old. Hey, frankly, it's old hat. That's an old ass hat. <laughs> this hat, it's old as hell. But you know what? It's comfy. It is. It's comfy. We're comfy today. It's Wayne out. I got my nice, my nice, like, ring neck fucking sweatshirt. Yeah. I'm ready to party. are wild and free. Aren't your feet cold? No. Well, that's the, that's the point. You you need cold feet. I need cold feet. Because you are a hot body. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real yeah. hot body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to tell you a story. Please. This is a story of, this is a goof em up. Okay. And I like it. I like this goof em up. I'm excited. But it does, it, I do get to talk about my favorite thing in the world, how bad the education system is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to hear you speak on it. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Because <laughs> I got some stuff to say. <laughs> Uh, we're going to start with a man. Okay. A man by the name of Al. Oh, me? You. What? No. This is, this at, what if this was an ad creep about you? What? <laughs> That'd be the ultimate. Yeah. Al Bernardin was hired to work at McDonald's corporate headquarters in 1960. <laughs> it seemed like he had a knack for fast food because Bernardin was promoted to the Dean of Hamburger University. What? Six months after he joined. Excuse Let's talk about Hamburger <laughs> University. Uh, now, I'm not, this is the only thing I'm mentioning about Hamburger University, oh. but I'm sorry. We're going to go into it, I'm sure, eventually. What is McDonald's Hamburger University? What is What's it? What's going on? What's You tell me. Like, what do you think? What are the classes? I mean... Pickle 101? Big stone columns, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Ronnie McDonnie, uh, he's there. He's there. I think that's where Mayor McCheese did his law degree. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the police one. What was the police guy? Oh, um... We should, we should, I'm surprised we haven't delved into this. You know, the guy that chases the hamburger. The guy. (laughs) (laughs) They actually took away Hamburglar's honorary degree after his crimes. Such a shame. Yeah. (laughs) Bernardin was known well for his product development, shepherding such McDonald's products as... The filet of fish Oh, shit. Fried apple pies. What? And cherry pies. Damn. Yeah, right? And most importantly, developed the frozen french fry, which allowed for easier transportation and quicker cooking. Quote, before that, the restaurants had to store potatoes in the basement, Bernardin's recalled. <laughs> it was a real pain. They made fries from potatoes? They literally had to cut potatoes into Damn. french fries. I know. Could you imagine? It's wild. I wonder if people, I guess, I know that there was a whole thing with, like, french fries used to be cooked in beef fat. Yeah. Uh, and the, and people say those French fries were very good. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and the French fries today don't taste as good, but it, they're frozen. They're pre-frozen. Was, they're I'll just... fuck up a McDonald's fry. Were you? Would you? Oh yeah. I can't. I struggle with now. Again, I had a big cut in between me enjoying them in my youth and now. Yeah. So did um, I. But I can't get over the film. You I know, don't... there's a. It tastes uh, okay. <laughs> it tastes like the inside of the McDonald's, like the wax. Yeah. You know when you get a fresh cup yeah. from a McDonald's and you smell it and it smells like wax? You don't like that? I don't like that. And I don't like it in my mouth because that's what I, it's after fun. French fries. It's weird to you, man. It's weird. 
I can't. If you eat them when you're hot enough, you don't taste the wax. But it's there. Well, yeah, I guess I guess he melts the wax, yeah. huh? Oh, boy. Even though his frozen french fries led to a fast food revolution, Al Bernardin did not always have winners. <gasps> Corporate turned down his idea to put the McGobbler, a turkey-based burger, on their menu. <laughs> You like that? I like it a lot. You like that? McGobbler. Yeah. <laughs> da 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 da. McGobbler. <laughs> it was just, it was a burger. It was a turkey burger. It was supposed to be healthier, I guess. Uh, I, I think know. McGobbler is um, the hamburglar's boyfriend that eats all the hamburgers that the hamburglar steals. <laughs> or he gobbles something else. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, you know. Also, his Light Mac sandwich, a fifth-pound burger with 15% less beef fat than a Big Mac, also didn't make the cut. Light Mac. Light Mac. Now, this is pre, uh, what was it, McLean. Do you remember the McLean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was an abysmal. So he was trying to push it, and it didn't. They weren't having they it. They weren't like, stick with the McGobbler, really, frankly. Well, no, they didn't like it. I would have I would have actually liked it. I was really into chicken burgers. I wasn't oh, yeah. a beef, beef boy. I wasn't a big beef boy. Wasn't the chicken? I would have had a McGobbler. I would have tried it for oh sure. Oh my gosh! I have sh- cranberry on it. That's a good question. I prefer turkey with cranberry. You gotta have a turkey sandwich with the whole with the stuffing and everything. Yeah. Oh fuck! Well, yeah. this is not the stuff. Just turkey and cranberry. I feel like just yeah. makes sense in my mouth. Do you have a cheese on that? Oh yeah, like a Swiss. Like a Swiss. Like something real. Something that steps to the back and lets yeah, the yeah, flavors yeah, yeah. move forward. McDonald's, you gotta get on this. <laughs> Uh, you know what else McDonald's did not get into? What? Uh, he also spent two years developing a prototype for pre-buttered corn on the cob, which never <laughs> panned out. <laughs> Can I tell you? Yeah. I'm sorry to ruin this. No, please. Why are you ruining? You're not ruining anything. Our mutual friend. Yeah. Showed me a video of... <laughs> oh, no. A video advertising a bidet. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way that they advertise this bidet. Was corn? They, yeah, they have a cob of corn. Yeah. They smear a bunch of, like, fucking peanut butter on it. Oh, no. And they try to, they're like, when you just wipe, it doesn't get out all the cracks in the corn. It's like, well, my ass isn't corn. So, jot that down. I mean, if you ate corn, your ass would be corn. And then they wash the corn with the bidet, and they're like, look. And then they eat it. <laughs> Do they eat the corn on the cob? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I allowed him to show me the video for that long. I think that's a good approximation of an asshole. I don't think it is. You don't think no. so? What would you rather, what vegetable would you rather them wash <laughs> peanut butter off of? <laughs> what would you rather have them wash? Maybe like a particularly knobbly squash. Oh, like, okay. No, I see that. You know where um, if you if you break the squash stem off of? Yeah. That's good. I was thinking like um, like an apple, the, the top. Oh, yeah. You like, know that I'm thing. not saying it's smooth down there. No, it is definitely not. But I just don't think it has the kind of crevices that a cob of corn has. I mean, how many hemorrhoids you working with down there? You gotta personally? have a lot. And like, I've experienced a few. But, oh, for sure. Me? But never like that. I mean, depends. That's a just a gateway to diverticulitis. It's well, it's a gateway to something. <laughs> Probably hell. Yeah. I'm gonna have to see this ad later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna have to. We're gonna have to. <laughs> Bernardin's most popular invention came out of his own McDonald's franchise in Fremont, California. Quote, I felt there was a void in our menu, Bernardin said on the burger's twentieth anniversary. Oh. Did you have a, a guess of what burger and it's still very popular today? Do you think that filled the void. It's not the Big Mac. Yeah, it's not the Big Mac because he did the Light Mac. Yeah, he did the Light Mac. 
And it's not the filet of fish. Not the filet. Well, yeah, he invented that. He invented that. Already. That did not fill any voids. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. The McRib. Good. Good guess, but no, unfortunately, oh. no. Though we're gonna get to the McRib. We'll get to you, McRib. We have to. <laughs> Lord, we have I to. Would, I want to try one so bad. Have you never tried no. one? It's. I mean, it's. That's a good. One. I've had I've had the teriyaki the chicken teriyaki burger one, in Japan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that's a pork burger in, from Japan that was really good. I just like the idea of eating a rib sandwich that's shaped like ribs, but there is no rib. I sandwich. know. It's very. <laughs> it tickles the. It tickles me pink. The 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 section of my brain that was really into like French fries shaped like other things. Yeah, yeah. Or nuggets shaped like dinosaurs. Absolutely. Love that. Love it. Um, let's see, uh, quote, vis-a-vis the adult who wanted a higher ratio of meat to bun. (laughs) The answer was four ounces of beef. Oh. Two slices of processed cheese and a sesame seed bun, which is what, Al? That's the quarter pounder, baby. Hells yeah, we're here. (laughs) At first, Bernard didn't want to name the new creation the four-ouncer. Sorry, the big (laughs) four-ouncer. Which is what I have in my pants. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Look, sometimes when I'm feeling sassy, I put the big packer in. <laughs> that didn't play out so well. I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so instead, the burger was named the Quarter Pounder. When the Quarter Pounder made its debut in his franchises, Bernardin posted a sign that read, quote, Today, Fremont. Tomorrow, the world. <laughs> Bernardin may have failed with the McGobble, but his new <laughs> burger became an instant hit. The name was trademark, and the Quarter Pounders began to be sold across McDonald's many franchises. And that is where McDonald's went, so other fast food joints had to follow. We're not talking about McDonald's. We're not talking about McDonald's. No. Oh, bait and switch. A&W restaurants. (gasps) No, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You got a little gay there. I'm excited. (laughs) A&W restaurants had been in the game a lot longer than McDonald's. Did you know that? Yeah. I did not. Roy W. Allen began it as a roadside beer stand in 1919. Yeah. Holy shit. Its first location was at a parade honoring returning World War I veterans (laughs) in Lottie, California. Welcome home, boys. You you killed some krauts. Here's some fresh Ruta beer. (laughs) The first of the franchises popped up in Sacramento, California in 1923 after Allen partnered with his employee, Frank Wright. Allen and Wright's company quickly got its name in the game after being famous for its frosty mugs, root beer glasses that were always kept in the freezer so they come out nice and frosty after being filled with the restaurant's famous root beer. I know you're alluding to hmm. the idea that... Yeah. A&W stands for Alan <laughs> Wright. we do have to talk about Now, this. we know that that's not true. We know that that's not true because it does stand for what, Al? Hamburgers and Woot Beer. I had to look this up <laughs> because I thought, I thought this was a, a ad campaign. Really? Yeah, but it's a song, right? Yeah. Do you know who it's by? No. Okay, I found where it came really? from. Really? albinoblacksheep.com What? And do you know, do you know who that video was based off of? Who? The fucking Quizno Subs guy. Really? Yes. Well, the animation and that People were saying, like, making that joke well before the video. I don't, I, we gotta dig into that. Because my, because you know, my parents made that made joke. Made and Like, beer. when I was a child. I got it. It's really good. Now, I also, I, I had to delve, this is about A&W 
all American food, not A&W Canada. Did you know they are two separate companies? I didn't know that. They are two completely separate companies. So A&W All American is down in the States. They did expand up into Canada, but in like 1972, completely cut off. Really? So A&W today, Canadian, because I thought A&W is very Canadian. Yeah. Um, the A&W we experienced, as, and as kids, especially in 1995, completely cut off with A&W. So probably right better than the American one. I don't, you know, I was looking, American A&W has a lot of merch and I really like it. They have a lot okay, of good merch. but the food is probably better. Oh, I don't know. They do have the Papa Burger and stuff, so I don't know. I, I well, I, I, unless never, they got that special spice, I'm not interested. Here's the thing. I've never been to an A&W down in the States. Yeah. We're um, going to have to do that. We're going to have to do that. Um, I love A&W up here. Oh, it's oh, so, good. so good. Those onion rings. Oh, oh the fuck. I would rings. die in a vat of those. Oh, they're really good. I'm I don't have know. to get some. We got to report back. Americans, if you're an A&W, I don't think there's many stores left. Down no, there. I think, and a lot of them, I think, are on the East Coast. Yeah. So if, if you're an A&W fan down in the States, you got to tell me. Tell us. Tell us about that. Yeah. Because we got to know. In 1970, A&W had more stores than McDonald's in the United States. At its peak, it had 2,400 restaurants. But trouble occurred when the company started to ask its franchisees for royalty payments. What? Manny's, well, which is, I guess, common in the 1970s. Yeah. You have to pay, when you are franchising something, you have to pay royalty payments. Yeah. When A&W started franchising it in the 1950s, they did not ask for royalty payments because they didn't think it was going to be as big. Oh. And so now there was 20 and 25-year contracts that were coming due. And so in the 1970s, they're like, well, we're going to have to have those royalty checks. So they just branches closed down. Sort of like a, like a Pizza Hut architect situation. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. With a series of lawsuits and franchisees discontent, A&W had to turn things around in the 1980s, especially after its biggest competitor, McDonald's, launched its new Quarter Pounder. Mm. The answer was A&W's Third Pounder. Third Pounder. <laughs> now, I've seen that porn. <laughs> Third Pounder, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the restaurant launched its, the quote, third is the word ad campaign you like that third is the word third 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 is the word <laughs> across the nation the kick was that they were selling a bigger burger at the same price as mcdonald's quarter pounder oh quote we were aggressively marketing a one-third pound hamburger for the same price says then owner of a&w a alfred tobman in his book threshold resistance what <laughs> I don't know what the rest of the book is about. I gotta know more about that. I have to, because uh, it seems intense for A&W. Yeah. Uh, quote, but besides our best efforts, including a first-rate TV and radio promotional spots, they just weren't selling. Hmm. Tobman and A&W were mystified at why they weren't able to compete directly with McDonald's and their quarter pounder. The two burgers were priced the same, but A&W's offering had more meat. You gotta have more meat. You gotta have more meat. You gotta. <laughs> the company quickly brought in the market researchers from Yankovich, Skelly, and White to figure out why their third pounder was a big flop. <laughs> very good. Yeah? yeah, very good. You like that? I like it a lot. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta have a floppy. You gotta. Sometimes you can't always. You can't, it can't always be a, a winner. At first, the market researcher firm focused on taste testing the two competing burgers side by side. The results were mystifying. 
Across the board, customers preferred the taste of A&W's burger over McDonald's. At the time, A&W's used fresh beef, while McDonald's was still cooking patties from Frozen. So pure taste preference was not the answer. Hmm. The focus group dug deeper, and soon A&W discovered they had a much more complicated problem on their hands than they first thought. Do you know what might be the issue, Al? You want to guess? Anything coming to mind? I'm just trying to think of, like... It's not the taste. Oh, is it, um... Is it a metric issue? The main issue <laughs> was math. Oh, no. It was here that A&W discovered that their customers believed that a third of the pound was less <laughs> than a quarter of a pound. Oh, no. Quote, why, a member of the focus group reported, should we pay the same amount for a third of a pound of meat than we do for a quarter pound of meat at McDonald's? Oh, no. You're overcharging us. (laughs) After all, three is less than four. A focus group learned something that day. (laughs) The focus group taught A&W something that America's teachers knew. America had a math problem. And it was not a new one. Every 20 years, it overhauled its education system with increasingly complex ways of teaching arithmetic. The 60s had, quote, new math. The 80s had new, new math. And today, American teachers are still dealing with the outcome of the 1910s Common Core. Oof. And if you are a teacher who is my age and you are American, you you have your thoughts about Common Core. Did you say 1910s? Uh... 2010s. Did oh, I 20, say 1910s? You said 1910s. The, I thought it was 2010s. Like that, that's from the 2010s. <laughs> yeah. Bush went back in time. <laughs> what these new programs caused was an ailment that, that Temple University math professor John Allen Paldros called innumeracy, the mathematical equivalent of not being able to read. In 2013, Massachusetts students, one of U.S.'s highest performing states in mathematics, were more than two years behind their counterparts in Shanghai. So I did a whole big research about why Americans are bad at math. And this is an educational, like, it just yeah. tickled my, I'm a teacher, it tickled my, tickled my fancy. I'm not going to get into it. I mean, I, I will say I find that interesting, too, because I was um, very, I had a very difficult time with math. So uh, there's an article, it's in my sources, it's called Why is America Bad at Math? And it's very, very interesting. Um, one of the things that went into it is... It's the cycle of Americans being bad at math and teachers are just a slice of America. So if your average American is bad at math, your teachers are not going to be good at teaching math. That makes sense. Um, One of the other things, and again, this tickles my brain, is these new mathematic curriculum teach in a way, and it's called I, you, we teaching. I show you the problem. You do the problem. And then we test out the problem like a a standardized test or testing, a quiz, right? Mm -hmm. That is not how kids learn naturally. Yeah. Right? Watch me as I do something and then you do it by yourself. Do you get it? You don't get it? Sorry. Then we're going to have a test on it. That's absolutely like, I think that absolutely happened to me because I just remember like feeling like everybody else understood how it worked. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah. No, it's, that is a common thing. So um, in the article, there's a teacher who talks about her, the way she twisted it. And this is actually refreshingly the scaffolding that I subscribe to as a teacher. It's called the, instead of the I, you, we, it's the you, y'all, we. Ah. So it's, here's a problem. I'm not going to tell you the answer to the problem. You figure it out. And 
of course, kids are going to struggle with it. And that's important. And then you push out and say, okay, y'all are going to figure it out as a class. And then that connects, that connects kids better to, instead of seeing what the teacher is teaching, the kids are figuring out in a way that they find the most proactive. Interesting. And then we, and then, then we come together as a class and, and discuss what the answer is or what the process was. Yeah, it, it's interesting that your we is like, we're going to look at it together and it feels like the other we was like, we're going to test you. We're going to test you, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is not good. Not good. This is why a lot of people do not like math. because they this Me is among the them. Yep, and same, 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 same. I dropped out of pre-calc real quick <laughs> and I went to statistics oh. where we built a Plinko board. I left the very first day of Math 12. Yeah. I quit the class because everybody knew what was happening and I didn't. Yeah, I did not. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. So it's not our fault. It's just education has a hard time teaching math because there's this like, and I I agree, old ways of teaching math, of memorization, a lot of people hang on to that as that's the best way. Memorization is not learning. Yeah. So I disagree with that. But then through that disengagement... Teachers are like, well, we can't memorize, so let's do this way. Mm. And that is also very bad. Yeah. It's all very bad. The third pound burger slipped off A&W's menu quietly. The restaurant did not have the time, ability, or smarts to fight this battle. Taubman took an important lesson from the experience, quote, Sometimes the messages we send our customers through marketing and sales information are not as clear or compelling as we think they are. <laughs> the embarrassment went away quietly until it started to resurface in 2014, thanks to Twitter and Instagram posts that retold the tale of the stranger-than-fiction marketing backfire. Interesting. Yeah, you know how, you know how, like, BuzzFeed, the world of BuzzFeed wants, like, 20 marketing mistakes you'll never, 20 facts about A&W, like, they always include this one. Interesting. Quote, this story has been circulating for years, said Liz ba- uh, Basner, director of marketing at A&W. And this is A&W United States. Not, okay. Not us. We're clean. All American. All American. That's what it's called. All American. And every few months, it seems to gain momentum and reappear on social media. We've gotten tons of questions about it. But prior to now, we haven't been proactive about setting their record straight. Seeing the popularity of the story bubble up again, A&W finally had a chance to take the reins. In October 2021, the restaurant launched its new three-ninths pound burger. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. I hate it. It's here. The N.W. three-ninths pound burger is a remarkable achievement in the field of beef mathematics and advertising arithmetic based on groundbreaking discovery. Bigger numbers are better numbers, reads the company's press release, which is in my sources and is good. You okay? This is already fucked me up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, got me fucked up. In my sources is also the company's drop drop box link, oh. where they link all of the like gifts and like printouts that restaurants sh- should be using in their social media. Oh my god! Yeah, it's really good. After all, if people thought one fourth was bigger than one third, then they should think three ninths is way way bigger, right? Okay, I feel like I don't love the attitude. First of all. <laughs> having a problem with it are you having a problem with it yeah oh wait, what about the attitude we're gonna watch this ad this is the ad i just like it's frustrating that also like oh you know the way that this 
would be presented in a Twitter thread is like, yeah. can you believe Americans were so stupid? Yeah. And really what you've already illustrated is that it's a failure of the education system. Yeah, 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 yeah. And S- hey, that hasn't been fixed. Yeah. <laughs> so it sucks that the marketing is like, <laughs> well, what if we do this? Then you're, you dummies are going to think it's the correct amount. The ad campaign launched with Rudy... Mm-hmm. And W spokes bear. Don't bring him into this. Don't, please don't bring Rudy into well, this. He's here and he had a eureka moment. The commercial is careful to be tongue in cheek and the consumers seem to be in on the joke as they are now 40 years removed from the incident. Millennials and Zoomers can unite and laugh about the mistakes about their boomer and Gen Xer counterparts. Even the while still having the same curriculum as (laughs) their Boomer and Gen Xer parents. No. Yes, it has not changed. Bad. I have to look into, like, Common Core is still being taught, but math still hasn't been overhauled. Yeah. So there's, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same. Hey, it's the same. The burger made a splash across social media and A&W finally took advantage of an advertising misstep that has been haunting them since 1980. The Three Nights Burger was only a limited time marketing ploy. So of course it could never compete with its elder nemesis. The burger did not outperform the Quarter Pounder, but A&W seemed to have won this little corner of marketing history. The Three Nights Burger is no longer on the menu today. But maybe if you ask nicely, your local American A&W could make you a two-sixth burger instead. Hmm. 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 You ready? Yeah. Okay, let's see it. Show me this tongue-in-cheek commercial. It's, I, hey, I did laugh at it. It was very cute. We'll return after these messages. In the 1980s, A&W launched an advertising campaign to promote a new third-pound burger. It was bigger and beefier than the competition's puny quarter-pound option. And the price was the same. So how come nobody bought it? Turns out, Americans are just terrible at math. Like, really bad. Everybody thought that one-third was smaller than one-quarter because, you know, four is bigger than three. The whole thing went down in history as a huge marketing fail. And we've spent the last 40 years crunching the numbers. Our best mathematicians working day in and day out, trying to crack the uncrackable code, solving the unsolvable equation to claw our way back from this embarrassing episode. And we've done it. Introducing the A&W Three Nights Burger. It's bigger. Genius. Welcome back to the show. <sighs> okay, but it's Rudy. I, I, I love Rudy, okay, and I will Rudy. say it did get me. Uh, the there's a okay. So I'll just I'll go through the yeah. Whole thing. Go through it. Go Rudy through it. is in this sort of like Einsteinian university hall. A beautiful mind. Yes, Rudy he is, is a, a beautiful, beautiful minding. Mind. Now, um, should we describe Rudy? Yeah, if you don't know, Rudy is a big bear. Yeah, he's cute. He's got a little orange sweater on. Yeah, and a tam o' shanter. And a tam o' shanter with a little pom pom. Uh-huh. We love it. And he's uh just aggressively doing math while a voiceover <laughs> explains basically what Courtney explained through this episode. Yeah, and uh, there's a scene that. Really got me where he he has a um a set of scales yeah yeah and he puts a paper a crumbled up piece of paper on one side on the other side there's a little stuffed Rudy doll yes. and I know I had one of those <laughs> everyone did baby <laughs> you know what everyone did ha- I want to bring I actually checked 
I want those little AW bicycle helm uh bicycle oh hats God, that yeah. were like neon. I did check AW. Those were sick. They did not have them. That's a shame. I know. Anyway. So Rudy, yeah, he finally he finally get and Rudy, uh, you must know, is named after root beer. Yeah. First of all. N- not not the fucking character <laughs> from that movie, Rudy. Yeah, no. Different Rudy. Different Rudy. R-O-O-T-Y Rudy. Yeah. And Rudy, uh, finally, he comes to the realization that three-ninths sounds bigger than one quarter. Yeah. I'm not convinced it does. Wait, no, no, no. Three-ninths is bigger than a third. Three-ninths is a third. Yeah, is a third. <laughs> and it looks bigger. Yeah, I don't know that it looks bigger. <laughs> I know that it's bigger than a quarter. Yeah, it is bigger it than a quarter. it looks bigger. Because you know, it's just big numbers, baby. Yeah. And That's then it. At the end, they put a burger on the scale with yeah. a quarter pounder. And, they, you know, it says, this one's heavier. Yeah. Uh, and then it says, it's bigger, genius. Yeah, that I is I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't need to be shamed. Because <laughs> I will, like... I am one of those people who just cannot estimate. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So in the Dropbox, you can find they actually had pictures illustrating three-ninths, one-third, and one-quarter. Yeah. Which is really interesting to me because I'm like, I would have used this in my fifth grade math class. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Math just doesn't appear in my brain. It's, so some it's, people get, like here's the thing if you do not have the ability to picture things like a lot of people do not it's hard to picture math like I can I can picture a lot of, I can rotate an apple all day <laughs> but when it comes to estimation like I distances are really hard yeah um it's oh yeah. yeah distances are really hard the only reason why I was good with fractions is uh, uh I used to bake Oh, yeah. And so I can picture, if you say a quarter, I can picture a quarter cup. The only reason I know how many ounces are in a pound is from when I used to sell um, hand-dyed wool. Yeah, exactly, right? That's the only... Practical applications, Real people. Real world problems. Like Thank the burger you. size. Like which one to buy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rudy. Rudy. So how would you... Now, This this is like... You got a bit of classism in here, Rudy. Oh, absolutely. You Rudy's got a got little classism bit. for days. But how are, how are we going to... So this was 2021. Yeah. It was like, that was the chutzpah, right? They just kind of like... <laughs> um, how are we going to do 2022? What are we going to do? I just... I don't think... I think we need to stop talking about size. <laughs> I think America needs to stop being size queens. Okay. <laughs> Rudy, don't you know what? You don't need to be big. You don't need to be big. Yeah. Okay. I like this. You can be better without being bigger. Okay. You can be better without being bigger. What are we selling? What's the product? <laughs> can I? Can I? Please jump in the space with me. Sliders. Sliders. Many of them. Many sliders. You know what's bigger than one? Many. Lots. <laughs> Baby. Why get one quarter pounder? When you can get many little burgers. You can get one pound of burgers. <laughs> it's the new pound of sliders from A&W. Oh, my God. It's, it comes in a bucket. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You could fuck that up. Uh, could you imagine? Okay, think of, like, popcorn chicken, only it's little burgers. And then if it's too much for you, you can share it with a friend. You could, or you don't have to. You don't have to. You do not have to. I no would. shame. <laughs> 
Okay, tell me the ad then. Get, get okay. Rudy in here. Get get him in. So it's we're we're it's we're hearkening back to the end of this campaign. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. we see the scale. Yeah. With the two burgers. Yeah. And then sliders just start raining from the sky. Yeah. They knock the the scales over. Yeah. And Rudy's just like walks on screen. He's just catching them in his mouth. Oh, that's adorable. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh huh. And it says, "Is bigger better?" Who knows? But many is more than fewer. That's math, baby. (laughs) Many is more than fewer. That's math, baby. (laughs) And then we cut to a white screen. Yeah. And the... There's, we see sliders falling through, yeah. and then we pan down, and they're landing in a bucket, and yeah. it says, A&W, pound of, bir- pound of burgers. Pound of sliders. Pound of burgers. Yes, yes. Guess what? One pound is more than a quarter. We know that. It sure fucking is. We don't, we're not dealing with fractions anymore, honey. This is a whole ass number. <laughs> this is a whole ass number. <laughs> Wow, I love it. Yeah. Then you solved it. Then you're you're you've you've solved the equation, which is fractions ain't shit. You know what's better than fractions? Whole ass numbers. Whole ass numbers. This is a full pound of sliders. How much would a full pound of sliders be? A lot. A lot. Well, well it, it would be consider this. Yeah. It would be four quarter pounders. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing: quarter pounder, and I did this research. It's not the weight of the burger on your table. It's the weight of the burger before it hits the grill. Yeah, it's the meat. So you you're probably getting the five burgers. You're getting fucking. That's that's hey, a lot of burger. That's a pound of meat weight. Maybe. <laughs> and we're talking post griddle. <laughs> I love it. I just want a pound of burgers. I want a little pound of sliders. See, like they're little cute little, little sliders. Cute little sliders. See, I'm always when I go when I when I used to go to a restaurant and order a pound of wings, I always thought that was there was less. Yeah. Right? There was not enough of wings. You could eat a lot of wings. Also, I feel like when you just pump, are pumping up the amount of meat in the burger, yeah, yeah. it throws off the ratio of it the does. burger. It does. It your does. Your meat to bun ratio, your sauces. We're not selling a pound of burger. We're selling a pound of meat. So all that other, the, the buns, they don't, they're not included. If yeah. you got a lot of pickles, doesn't matter. I think Rudy got this one. I think Rudy's got it. I want to just talk about him. <laughs> Thank you, Al. <laughs> You're that's, welcome. That's a good one. I like that. Do you got something else for me? I got something for you. I got a local ad. A local ad? So this is a local ad from Augusta, Georgia <laughs> for a company called Master Fabricators. And you will notice something. Master what? Fabricators. Okay. You will notice something very special about this commercial that I've linked to you, which is that it is a videotape of a VHS, a videotape of a um, uh, a TV screen showing the commercial because I couldn't find a video of the commercial. Yeah. But I loved it so much that I wanted to talk about it anyways. Someone recorded a video. Yeah. Of the ad on their TV. <laughs> their CRT TV. I can see, I can see their TV. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's watch. It has the perfect energy for this episode. Shake, rattle, and roll. It could be a drive shaft problem. Master fabricators will check your drive shaft at no charge. If repair is necessary, they have a complete line of drive shafts and parts on hand. You'll always get the shaft, drive shaft, and master fabricators. Stop in Master Fabricators today on Arthur Road, just off Laney Walker. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> There's so much to love about this. So, first of all, I understand why they recorded it off their television. Because <laughs> this had to get on the internet. Yeah. This is Master Fabricators. And first of all, we see a little a little monkey. It's a monkey in a little car. A little, like a Tonka truck <laughs> driving. It's got a 1950s beat And I it. love this little like monkey. Like going to the sock hop. He's ripping. And then have the fabrication of what I like to call the funniest part of the car, the drive shaft. <laughs> so the master fabricators, is good. if you got a problem with your drive shaft... Well, as they say in the commercial, yeah? you'll always get the shaft drive shaft at master <laughs> fabricators. Because they know. They know. They do they know. It's silly. It's very funny. And that's why they put the little monkey in the car and they set him up for a rip. They put the monkey, they sandwich <laughs> the fabrication with the monkey, and I do appreciate yeah. that. I love it. I love it. I, I want to see it in full color. I want to see it in HD. Yeah, I don't think we can. I don't think it. I it's mean, lost. I think it perfectly exists as a nugget. I, it has to be. This is the scary thing to me. There are so many commercials <laughs> just lost to time. I know. But there was a brave. There was a brave person who knew. They saw this and they knew it had to. We have to save it. I'm going to have to download this off YouTube just in case it gets deleted. We're going to have to tell the Library of Congress to get on this one. (laughs) Boy, thank you, Al. That was beautiful. You're welcome. That's from Augusta, Georgia. If you have a local ad that you want to save into time, this is how you do it, actually. You send it to us so we can talk about it. So once the internet shuts down forever, you'll still have us. Yeah. I don't, the, know, I don't know how you're going to get to us. We were are on the internet, but... We're in the library of Dongress. Okay, well... Uh, did you, I was also thinking about Bongress. Do you like that better? I do like that better. Okay. Let's, let's, let's workshop that. Okay. Okay? Um, if you do have an ad that you want us to save forever, you can email us at creeps at gmail.com. Or you can send it to us or uh, just chat with us on Twitter and Instagram at adcreeps. Yeah, you know what would be great? If you have an ad that you see on your television and you know this is not going to be on YouTube, just film it. Just film it and send, send it, it to us. <laughs> we'll keep it in our special collection. <laughs> we'll put it on YouTube under a Creative Commons license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Okay, I think that's it. That's it. Until next time, we are signing off. But first, a word for my spouse. Hamburgers and and root beer. beer.